think will piss Ryan off more? That we are not even telling him that we're doing this? <laughs> okay. uh, that we're going to make him edit an episode about a movie he refused to watch and said he didn't want to be part of the podcast? Uh-huh. The fact that we're going to make fun of him relentlessly on this episode of the podcast. Right. Or the fact that we're doing it during lunchtime and I'm eating pistachios. <laughs> no, jeez. I'm going to have to go with pistachios for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Who's Bob? I don't know, but you just want trivia. <laughs> uh, so, hey guys, we're here. Yeah. This is an episode that does not involve host Ryan. But that because doesn't he, mean he's not involved in the podcast. <laughs> right. No, he's going to do more work than us on this podcast. <laughs> For sure. Um, I guess we should give the backstory, right? Yeah. We've talked about watching... I've talked about watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show a lot. And Ryan, I think, must hate the movie. He won't specifically come out and say, I hate this movie. He just keeps saying, Bill will hate it so much that I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, well... Why is this the movie you're standing ground on? <laughs> yeah. So that never stopped you before. <laughs> right. Um, so he must not like it. And oh. I, I saw it was streaming for free and I was like, let's just do it. And then Bill well, said, because we've been going through horror month or scary movie month in October, which obviously we're out of now. We're deep into November. Deep, deep, deep. But it could be December. We don't even know when this episode's going to come right. out. Who knows what year it is. <laughs> but. Um, we kept, Rick kept suggesting this movie and Ryan kept like digging in and finding other things that he wanted to do instead <laughs> and was like, I am not doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. And so we decided let's do it without him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I texted Rick while we were recording. Um, what was it that we were doing? Um, mm, probably Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. And so while we're recording that episode, Rick and I are texting without Ryan. I'm like, hey, do you want to just record a Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show on Friday? And if Ryan follows instructions, this episode will be tiled, titled The Ryan Horror Podcast Show. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you see already, though, talking about this, you know, watching this movie, um, why we should have assigned it to you. Why Ryan hates it. <laughs> well, that, yes, we'll get into that. But, like, um, it makes sense to make you watch this movie. The The word make there is important, but, yeah. <laughs> We've never watched, we haven't watched a lot of musicals. Just this and Singing in the Rain. I don't think we watched Singing in the Rain. Right. I meant, wait, we didn't? We watched, yeah, we my, did. we watched my Fair Lady. Oh, that's where the rain... Oh, the, it just rains in the Spain. <laughs> the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plane, yeah. Right. And and Rocky Horror Picture is a much better musical than that. So... Mm, I, I <laughs> could not disagree with that statement more. And if that's the only musical we watched, which I'm not sure if it is, but that was the one I suggested. Right. Right. So obviously it's not going to be quite as good. <laughs> or at least um, you obviously can't admit that it's as good. <laughs> right. Well, Although, you didn't hate it as much as Ryan did, right? I don't think so. Ryan really was, did not like that one. Wait, no, I didn't like it either. I don't think. I thought I was going to like it more than I did. <laughs> I did watch Singing in the Rain by myself after that, and it was... Singing in the Rain's better, but mm. it's also not... It's not as good as I remember. Yeah, it's... Or hear about. Yeah. I think I like my musicals from... 19 Disney <laughs> since from, <laughs> yeah, I like my musicals from Greece on 
Um, yeah. There's I like I like musicals. Musicals are fun. So do I. I don't I don't dislike them. I don't so, get mad at why are they singing? Right. Now we're not we're not doing um trivia for this, right? Sure. I mean, it I'm, seems weird. Yeah, yeah. I didn't prepare any. Right, neither did I. <laughs> Again. It was Ryan's turn. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Ryan. That guy. Uh, <laughs> and, and like we said, it's, we, we're doing a lunchtime podcast. I don't have anything to drink. Right, yeah, me either. Okay. So we're just here being boring. Yeah, yeah. I get, well, I don't think we're boring. Well, we'll see. We just don't have the like perks and stuff that we usually let, do. Let the listener decide. Yeah. Remind me remind me to make sure I come back to that cuz I I have something to say about being boring, but it's for later on. Oh good. Um all right, well, should we just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. I feel like First you're going to want to talk about a lot of things in this. How did you watch this movie? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that because you <laughs> you know the answer to this question. Okay. Um I watched this movie with headphones uh-huh. on my cell phone Ugh. Uh-huh. while I was working out at the YMCA and doing cardio on an elliptical. That's the creepiest thing almost you could do, <laughs> right? Anyone walking by is like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> like, the only thing, I think if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, this guy is, were you wearing that pink sweater? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because if so, I'd be like, Oh, he's trying out for the role of Dr. Frankenverter. <laughs> no. Who who works out in a sweater? <laughs> I mean, who calls that a sweater? I mean, you did. <laughs> um, okay, and you I assume since you did that, you watched the whole thing on the treadmill. Well, I only did a one-hour program on the treadmill. Okay, so you stopped watching it? Well, no, I didn't because I was interested in it. Okay. And I, I was like, oh, listen, uh, so here's what I did. I watched the first hour and like 15 minutes because I also did the cool down, right? Right, right. Then I got off the treadmill but kept it playing. Okay. Gathered my stuff together. Uh-huh. Was watching on my phone as I like walked out to my car. Okay. Set the phone down but kept listening to it while I drove home. Okay. <laughs> got home, kept it playing, turned up the volume real loud while I got in the shower. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dried off, got dressed, uh-huh. <laughs> picked up the phone, sat down, and watched the last 10 minutes. Okay. So I, I watched it continuously without stopping it. Sure. Well, <laughs> it was playing, and I heard it continuously without stopping Right. They were right. like, while I was driving and while I was showering, I wasn't actively watching the screen. But it was like musical numbers. I got the gist. Yeah. You know who's there. You know what's happening. And yeah. I guess... I guess I prefer that. I know it sounds weird. I prefer that to stopping it and starting it. <laughs> and that's because... Before I rewatched it, which I did rewatch again. Mm-hmm. So this probably my, I don't know. I mean, you know, when you talk about how many times you've seen a movie. I know when you do. <laughs> but it's always hard to make an accurate number, right? Like, right. how many times have you seen um, Forget Paris? Right. Like, honestly, probably six or seven. Right. Which is probably a lot, though, right? It, because it, it how is. often do you rewatch movies What's, right. what's the movie you've right. seen so the most? I watched that movie the first time I watched it, obviously. Yep. Right. Um, I probably watched it like one more time in high school. Yep. Um, and then I watched it when I first showed it to Jenna. Mm-hmm. And then Jenna and I watched it probably a few years later when, it, when streaming became a thing. Sure. And it was available. 
And then we watched it with my kids and then I rewatched it for the podcast. So like, it's, it's kind of like you were saying with a movie, like, um, what are some of those movies that you, you don't necessarily love? I mean, I, I love forget Paris, but, uh, but it's one of those movies where I'm not just going to watch it over and over again because it's not like, it's not like usual suspects where it's like, Oh, I want to watch this because it's just like a fun thing to watch and it's sure. it's entertaining. It's mm-hmm. when it's like comedy, anything that's that's funny is less right. funny when you've already seen it, when you already know what's going to happen, especially something that's like physical or surprising. Right. 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 Like, even though I still laugh every time, I'm not mm-hmm. dying every time that bird gets stuck to her head. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> okay. So when you the movie you've seen the most, I assume is like Lord of the Rings or something, right? Uh, I don't know. So okay, let's let's just say this. <sighs> How many times has have like an average person seen their favorite movie? I mean, 10 is probably a number right. I'd go with. Like, yeah. Cause like yeah. in theory, you'd be like, I've seen this movie a hundred times, but, you but that's have. not, there's no way you haven't. Have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I've probably seen that. I know I've seen this movie at least twice in the theater. I think I've probably seen princess bride 20 times. Right. And that's a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. So I've seen Rocky or picture show at least twice in the theater. I think three, but I can't remember the third one. So maybe not. And on TV, you know, 20 other times. Mm hmm. Probably just okay, a lot. Just always. This is one of those movies. This is like uh, The Exorcist, where it's like you haven't seen this before. Let's watch this. Right. Oh, so it's, it's Halloween. It's always you introducing it to someone. Right, and it also used to show on like I think it was on VH1 or MTV, and you can have fun and seeing it. Do you know the story about the movie theater experience of this movie? No. Okay, that's so weird. You don't like you haven't don't know about it. Um. It's actually playing next week if you're interested in Bremerton. We can take a ferry over. So what happens in the movies? So well, let's start with this. Rocky Horror Picture Show is the has holds the record for the longest running theatrical release of any picture ever because it's been running since 1973. It's never it's never not been in the theater. Even during COVID, there was a movie theater that just played it just so it could maintain its record. Yeah, so it's it's which is it's, dumb, which is dumb because that well, what it does is it is it defies the meaning of a statistic when you do that. Well, it does and it doesn't because the minute COVID was over, they started doing it again. Right? Mm-hmm. This was a pretty it's a historical thing that like doesn't really count, right? If if theaters can't show movies, mm-hmm. then do you just say it's still the longest running with one two week cap, you know, two year caveat in there? Well. So, like, longest running means it's shown every day? No, it's a limited, limited run, limited theatrical release. What does that mean? It means it shows sporadic. Like, it shows, like, it shows at least every, it must be every year, or I don't know how often it is. I right, looked it up this morning, right. and I forgot what So, that's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so it at least shows once a year in a theater. Then, I mean, it could... It seems like since you're already qualifying it to like, it doesn't have to be continuously. It could just be like, you know, you think of it as seasons, as theater seasons and be like, oh, it's shown at least one time every theater season. So if there wasn't a season, then it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like saying if the Olympics were canceled because of a war, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
and a team had won a gold medal in a sport like the three Olympics before that and the three Olympics after that, you could still say that they won gold six consecutive Olympics. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think that it has to be shown to an empty theater to still be considered longest running. And it's just dumb. It's fun for a theater to sure. do something like that. I guess. You know, and the guy that projections probably watched it. Yeah. Yeah. The Maybe. Pro- yeah. Because I'm um, sure they're still showing it on reel to reel. Midnight viewings. Well, they actually are a lot of places. I actually watched it on with an old copy that mm-hmm. they had at the Admiral Theater right by where you live. Was this a play first? Yes, it okay. started with a play. Okay, so it which, was, which makes sense because there's no way this – there's no way yep. you make this movie the way this that limited. this movie is made without it right. having been a play first. Like A lot of limited set pieces and – yeah, li- uh, limited movement between scenes, interesting, like, positioning of people in the scenes, and then that whole ending with, like, the the theater and the stage and the, like, fake antenna falling down into the pool, and right. the, like, ray gun with the, like, lights that flash out of yeah. the thing when they fire mm-hmm. it. Like, you can tell that what they've decided to do is try and emulate a theater production rather than recreate the experience of what they're trying to show, you know? Well, and this is what I like. I think most musicals work well when they are presentational, not representational, which we've talked a little bit about before on right. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So Richard O'Brien wrote this musical. That doesn't mean anything. He's Riff Raff in the movie. The which, bald guy. Which one's The Riff butler. Raff? The butler. Oh, the, okay. Magenta's, boy, the, Magenta's brother. The space alien. Yeah, well, spoiler alert. I mean, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, he wrote it. He wrote that and he co-wrote the screenplay for the movie. So okay. um, the play, I think, would be super fun to go see. Um, but let's get into this a little bit. I was thinking about the word camp. Okay. Like, and, some, like something being campy? Yes. So I'm getting different... Exam. I'm getting different answers to what camp means. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of started recently. I was watching, I was listening to a, some, another podcast and they were talking about a movie and I can't remember what movie it was, but they're talking about camp and camp has been, um, camp also speaks a lot to queer culture nowadays. Okay. Um, so in Webster's dictionary, it says, um, Absurdly exaggerated, artificial, or affected in an unusually or in a usually humorous way. So um, that's kind of right. But then if you look at camp. But then I look at camp over here and it's like staying in a tent. (laughs) Right. You know, we know what it is, right? It's it's kind of like um, the definition of pornography. Right. You you can't define it, but you know when you see it. You know when you see it, right? And camp is this, right? I mean. So this is a pretty campy movie, and I think this movie defines it because when you make this movie, like, there's no way this wasn't intentionally made the exact way it's made, right? Right, right. Like, do you think Richard O'Brien was like, I'm going to make a new musical, and this is just what musicals no, are? No, <laughs> no, no, because no, no. this is not that at all. No. Right. So, but so, I so find that interesting. This, and this is the point where I'm going to get back into my thing about being boring. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so when you're making even a musical like this, or even something, I don't know, anything like this, you need a boring guy on the team 
right? You can't right. just have a bunch of amped up artistic creative types that are just, oh, what if we did this? What if we did this? <laughs> like you need sure. you need someone and it, it feels like they didn't have that guy on the team here. And because it, it starts off really like fun. I'm like, oh, I could like this. Like this could <laughs> right. be good. And then it just like spins and spins and spins. And you're like, man, you just, you needed someone. It's kind of like this podcast. <laughs> sure. Right? Like uh-huh. obviously we're not missing any content without Ryan being here. But <laughs> you might need that guy to be around just to kind of like keep it from spinning off into crazy places and to kind of keep sure. it on track, right? Right, right. Yeah. So this this just feels like they they just had too many people involved that were like wanted it to be out of the box that it's so far out of the box that it is so niche that it it irritates people like Ryan and alienates too many people to make it even bigger. Even something like Greece, right? Sure. Which Greece is also campy. It's also cheesy right. in parts. It's also very presentational, not representational. But it's it's toned down enough and played enough that it appeals to a massive crowd and even though there's some people that are always going to not like it because it's still a musical you've got you know young people to old people men and women you know it reaches across a lot of demographics so without talking about if you like this or not what are some of the things that you think why does this movie still exist in popular culture i think because well and and I want to get into a conversation about sexual ethics a little bit. Okay. <laughs> sure. But I think I think part of it is that it is really trying to appeal or at least address the issue of, you know, transgender, transsexual, uh, sexual freedom and liberty and sort of like some of these different issues that um if you have people that are struggling with that identity or that feeling and culture and feeling like the world is like putting in this box or ostracizing them or rejecting them, and that's never portrayed in entertainment or publicly, that mm-hmm. they see something like this and they gravitate to it and they hold it up as kind of like as like a beacon or this is our thing or we're going to rally around this. Do you think that's always been the case or is you look at that with current time issues like in 1993 why were people seeing this movie? no i think i think yes i think it's always that okay i yeah and i think probably i'll bet it probably has gained more of a regular following now than it had in 93 sure um well so go, getting back to them playing in the movie theaters the what's fun about this movie in a movie theater mm-hmm. is so I was debating this the other day you know, on a car ride with one of our listeners. I mean, one of our listener. And <laughs> he was saying, oh, I was saying, you know, would it be more fun to have seen this movie and then see it in the theater or see it first time in a theater? And I think way back when, like in the 80s, in the 70s when it came out, it would be fun to see it once in the theater. But now it's good to know. So when you go to a movie theater, see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I saw it right down the street from you one time. You get to the theater. You pay your admission. You can bring your own supplies or you can buy supplies from the movie theater usually. So you give them $5, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. goes to the local theater company because what happens in the movie is there's usually a stage in front. 
Okay. And there's live actors acting out the movie during the movie. Okay. And during certain parts of the movie. Like acting out the whole movie or acting yes, out certain the characters? Whole, the whole movie. Okay. And then when you're watching the movie, like during um, – after their car breaks down yeah. over at the Frankenstein place, that song, mm-hmm. and it's raining, they give you a newspaper and you hold it over your head and you shine a flashlight for when there's a light. When they're getting married, you throw rice in the movie theater. When um, there's a scene, I think it's when Eddie, when you find Eddie's body, uh, you throw toast because they're eating breakfast. So you or they're eating dinner, so you throw bread around. There's a lot of like throwing things in the audience. You have little squirt guns for rain scenes. There's also, if you're deep into it, you can learn a um, you can learn the script. So like, okay. there's certain points in this movie where every time. Like every time the um, the com- is he a commissioner, what's the detective? What's his name? I'm losing it. The guy in the wheelchair, not the wheelchair. Uh, Doctor Scott is in the wheelchair. No, but the guy, the guy, what's his name? The guy that's like telling the story. Oh yeah, I don't know his name. I, ca- I every time I can't figure out who e- he was. Every time he comes on the screen, you scream. Every time you see Janet, you yell "slut." Every time you see Brad, I think you yell "dork" or "nerd." I forgot what it is. So there's all this kind of stuff. You can learn all these like sayings or sometimes when they say stuff, there's a line from the audience back. It's okay. pretty fun to, if you know it all, you know, and can participate. The problem is like I went at, I went at midnight one time and took some people that hadn't done it. And they were just like, this is getting kind of old because I don't know what's happening. Okay. Right. But usually you get a little script. It's pretty fun. So that's what happens in a Rocky Horror Picture Show theater experience. That's why it still shows in theaters because people, it's like, it's like going to a different kind of show. It's pretty fun. Okay. How's your, what are you doing over there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's a um, big event. Got it. It is. Yeah. And it, it's, it's not just a theater experience. It's like a fun situation. Okay. Um, so that's what I was going to say about that. Um, let's talk about Tim Curry and Susan Sarandon. Okay. They're pretty big stars. They are. Were they at the time of this? No. Well, Susan Sarandon wasn't, I don't, I don't know if Tim Curry had done a lot. Um, I mean, Barry Boswick isn't famous, but he's kind of, I mean, he's been around forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird. how, But it's probably just a bunch of like, I imagine just like people acting and let's try this thing. And I think it was a cultural phenomenon with, you know, this movie was, didn't do like, it had terrible reviews and everything, you know, it just kind of lived life of its own as a cult classic later on. Yeah. So I don't think it's weird that like, it's not like you got three huge stars in it. It's just people that ended up being stars. Right. But I feel like they all committed real hard. Tim Curry is just like really going for it. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, meatloaf, meatloaf might've been pretty big. And he has a pretty small part, right? Yeah. He's Eddie. He, he's the guy who bursts out of the ice wall on the motorcycle, yeah. sings yeah. a song and gets murdered by an ice pick. Yeah. Who had half his brain cut out to give to Rocky. Okay. That was the point. They, that's why he had that scar on his head. Okay. They pulled out his brain, split it in half, gave half to Rocky, and he kept half. Okay. Because he used to be uh, Dr. Frankenfurter's. So it was Columbia was his girlfriend. Eddie was his boyfriend. Now Rocky. And he's been killing them ever since. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we don't got to get that deep into the plot. And, like, he can kill people by turning them into marble and then bring them back to life if he wants to later. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to talk to Brad about that because they've already been trying to work on that same thing, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the reason I was asking you how you watch this movie Mm -hmm. is because 
actually up until this viewing, I've never been a huge fan of the last 20 minutes or so of this movie. Oh, no kidding. So I felt like if you turned it off and you were kind of enjoying it, uh-huh. and then you turned it back on for that last half hour or so, you'd be like, "What is? why am I watching this movie? Well, I felt that way even <laughs> watching it straight through. <laughs> sure, right. Um, I, I watched it this week with that in mind, being like, I know I don't love this part, but I'm going to do it anyway for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I liked it more mm. than I used to. Because I think, I think this movie is really good for the first hour. Like, I have a lot of fun watching it, and then I'm like, uh, they're trying to wrap up this story that doesn't really need to be I don't need all of the transsexual Transylvania house rocket ship stuff. Right. Like I could have left a little mystery would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also weird to like this, this sort of like reveal that they're from outer space. Right. Right. And that well, he, he says it in the, for, he says it's from transsexual Transylvania, which I guess that could be in actual Transylvania. Right. See, that's the problem, <laughs> right? It'd be like, It'd be like if I made a movie and I was like, I'm from Germany. No, the planet Germany. <laughs> right. right. Well, but, if, but if you said you were from, uh, you know, like Bratwurst, Germany, you'd be like, that's not a real place. So it could be Bratwurst, so, Germany, so you feel outer like, space. you feel like Transsexual was the name of the city in Transylvania that he was from? Yes. Uh-huh. At uh, first, uh, until I found out it was in outer space. Okay. Not just a descriptive word? No, no. I thought it was called, like, that's where he's from. Okay. Because, so you, you'd think it would be like, I'm from, uh, you know, conservative Germany or something. I'm, <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't matter. No, no. <laughs> but like, if, if you said I'm from like uptight polka music Germany. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't assume that I was, de- you were like, oh, that's not the name of a city in Germany. Well, you actually might. But, right. But I personally would. I, I think I've been to that. City. Is that near music, Munich? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's let's get into music since you talked about polka. Uh huh. Let's talk about the songs in this movie. Okay. How are you doing with the music? The first two I really liked. You like? Well, wait. Do you uh, including the, the opening lips song? No. Oh, because I love that song. I mean, okay. it, that one's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's, so whatever. T- do you know about? Have you seen the lips before? Like, have we seen like that logo in, the in your logo life? the logo of the movie, yeah. Like yeah, or just, thing. like, yeah. in on T-shirts and... Sure, anyway. yeah. Okay, so you like Damn It, Janet? Yes. Yes, Damn It, Janet is amazing. So, great song. <laughs> right. Great performance. I love the two, like... I also love the, like, the idea that a full-on funeral with the casket being prepped is going to happen within 10 minutes of the end of, of a wedding. wedding. <laughs> right. <laughs> At this church. Did you also notice in the when they're taking the wedding photo, all the people from the movie pretty much are standing in that picture? Tim Curry's in that picture. No, how would, how would I know that? I mean, well, I didn't know who was going to be in the movie. Well, but now when you think back, because like they actually the what is the guy's name? What's the detective's name? Or not his name, but like what's his title? He shows a picture. He shows a wedding picture, and he circles Tim Curry's head hmm. and like Richard. Brown. Anyway, so you might have seen Tim Curry there and been like, oh, no, I didn't know. Uh, okay, and then. The next song would be well, Over but the, the, the during the light. opening. I mean, during the Damn It, Janet song. Uh huh. I was oh, never mind. I just figured something out. That I, <laughs> I, I was just like, for some reason, from the moment I started watching this movie till right now. Uh huh. 
I was thinking that when someone is like super obnoxious or annoying or out of control, you call them a Janet. But that's a Karen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, but I was thinking it was Janet for some reason. I was like, oh, is that where this is from? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, that guy was the criminologist. That's, I'm good. Now I'm, I feel better. About okay. Him. He doesn't even have a name. Yeah. No. Right. Um, so, okay. So Damage Janet's good. So then the next song is when they break down and they sing, There's a Light Over the Frankenstein Place. Mm-hmm. Do you like that song or do you like the Time Warp or the, the, trans- the Time Transylvania warp, song? Time Warp was fun. You know the Time Warp, right? I've heard it. Yeah. I didn't know it's it was usually from on, this. Like, you usually hear it like on every Halloween, Halloween playlist. Yeah, 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 but I didn't know yeah. it was from this. Right. Okay. The dance is fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that they mix it in between with the criminologist and yeah. the group each time. Yeah. yeah it's, uh-huh. it's funny. So did you like Tim Curry's song or Susan Sarandon's song, Walking to the House? Uh, Susan Sarandon's song was fine, Walking to the House. Like, I just, okay. up, even through the time warp, I thought it was fine. Okay. Right? I was, right. you know, Tim Curry comes in and does his thing, and that's that's fine, too. It's a little over the top, right? And you're like, okay, but but you understand, because this is but what... But you can't, you can't underplay that right, role. Right, and you cannot, <laughs> right, yeah, cannot have it. Right. And then they go up into the laboratory. Mm-hmm. And they do... Now, in this kind of movie, wouldn't it be called a laboratory? Sure. <laughs> but that doesn't I mean, mean I have to call it a laboratory. Uh, seems like you should. But I don't, I don't say laboratory in my everyday life. No, but when right. you're talking about any kind of Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster, you think's laboratory. If you were at a fancy dinner party and you had to excuse mm-hmm. yourself, would you say, I have to use the laboratory? <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless there was a Frankenstein monster in there. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're in the laboratory. Yes, we're in the laboratory, and, you know, he makes Rocky. Right. Um, and then it's the, like, immediate switch from total control to total loss of control and panic during Rocky's opening number on mm-hmm. Tim in Tim Curry's character is a little odd. Sure. Um, you know, and then you've got the whole meatloaf part of that. Like, that all kind of blends into that one song, right? And then sure. with the whole crowd standing up on that railing, that's when you yeah. really, when it really cements in that this was a play and they're recreating some of the scenes from the play, right? Sure, sure. Um, but that's really where, like, up until that point, I was kind of on board, right? okay. Right. So then when Tim Curry rapes both Janet and the other guy. I don't know if we I don't know if we gotta go with rape. I think there there's a little okay. okay. When someone comes unwanted into your bed and makes sexual advances towards you, how many times should you have to say no? Well, okay, so let's talk <laughs> let's let's talk about it. Uh-huh. When so he does walk in the room. Let's let's talk about Janet uh-huh. first. And she thinks it's Brad. Well so she says well, she doesn't just think it's Brad. It looks like Brad. It is it's Brad dark. until after he, like, first kisses her. Sure. And then she says, no, right? Right. But then she says, no. I mean, stop, right? Then she's like, okay. So, no, no. <laughs> what are you implying right now, Frank? Well, I'm just, I'm not implying anything, but. You kind of are. In the 70s. <laughs> in the 70s. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the culture 
dictated that I I think that in a movie <laughs> you are using the old trope of no means yes because I don't think there was any violence or uh, I feel like everyone wanted this in this movie. She wanted it. Yeah, but she wanted it. Right? She wanted it from Rocky too. I think you're you're well, the Rocky Brad situation wanted is it different. too. The 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 Rocky situation is different. Um, Brad asked if he wouldn't tell. Not at first, oh, sure. and that's, this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, maybe it's because right now I'm like in a class studying profiles of abusers. Okay, sure, right. But it is what like if you make an advance on someone and then you try to convince them that they actually wanted that. And then you promise to keep something secret and it's a shame thing. Like all of that is not good. No, but it was, the whole thing is not good. It's not good. It's not okay. It's not okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't being groomed and he wasn't, he wasn't the one like Dr. Frankenfurter wasn't the one that was like, if you do this, I won't tell any, like Brad was like, okay, Let's let's go into this. If you were in a situation where you were it was you weren't married, you no attachments and I guess you were questioning your sexuality, but it was an alien, <laughs> would you be like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, they don't they don't know he's an alien. No, but they do know that he's different than them. <laughs> sure. He's a very different person for yeah. a lot of reasons. And, he did say he's from Transcultural Transmedia. And if you know anything about, you know, astrology, the, astronomy, <laughs> then you should know where he's from. Right? Okay. Okay. I found out today. Did you know there's a new ocean? On this planet? Yeah. <laughs> do you know there's a, the Southern Ocean is a thing? No. There's apparently, I haven't looked it up yet, but I heard there's a thing called the Southern Ocean. Oh. This is, see, and this is why I can't help my kids with their homework. Right. That's actually how that came up. Right. What I was talking to was like, my kids come up and they're like, there's a different ocean. I was like, I didn't, how am I going to help you with this homework? You're in first grade. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, uh, my son's like, can you show me where the Democratic Republic of Congo is on this map? And I'm like, no. <laughs> that didn't exist right. when I was your age. I, we, I can show you the movie Congo. <laughs> I was like, is that where the gorillas are? <laughs> right. That's where they have silverbacks, right? Um, yeah. So I get, okay. It, it's just a movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> According to, who was it? Was that Nick? Uh, or Steven or. It was I think Nick it, or Steven. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Um, They're all the same. Right. They're all the listener. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Where were we at with, the, Okay. It was. It's not great. I agree. Right. But right. why? Like, are we talking like about many it? other movies we've watched. Like, well, because I'm just saying. Like, at that point, there seems to be more of an agenda and not not a great agenda that is being portrayed in this movie. Do you think though that what the movie is trying to say, no matter how incorrect it may be, he's trying to loosen up these two squares? Because the um, whole movie comes to this sexual revolution point, right? Right, right, which I think we need to get into. We, so let's let's take a quick break. Okay. And then let's get into the, our sexual revolution. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Segment. Hey, Ryan, put a commercial in right here. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> and we'll tell you when we're back. And don't cut this out. <laughs> Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. 
Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Okay, Ryan, this is the part where you need to now cut to here and bring us back from commercial. And we're back. Hey, we're back. Uh, sorry, I had to go get um, some hot water for my chicken broth that I'm having for lunch. Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I'm just keeping this diet going. I, I hit a wall for a while. Yeah. It was just like I plateaued. I was stuck. Mm -hmm. But then... Um, it's weird. I read this article from the Mayo Clinic that said if you're if you're doing a diet that is like just based on like lower calories and exercise, which is pretty much what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm also doing like no added sugar and some basic principles from Whole30 built in, right? Yeah. So if you're doing that and then you hit a plateau, it's probably because you've been doing it long enough that your body like adapts to your new amount of calories that you're giving it and changes your metabolism. Right. And so the Mayo Clinic said the best way to break through these plateaus eat a bunch is to have one is to have a cheat meal once a week. Yeah. Where where you just like you don't care. You eat whatever you want, like not like insane, but like Eat, eat some shit with sugar in it. Go to Taco Bell, whatever. Like, do it. They didn't say go to Taco Bell. <laughs> right. But um, that would be sketchy. Yeah. But they were, yeah. The yeah. Taco Bell lobbyists. <laughs> the, the, they, yeah. Big burrito <laughs> is getting into my science. <laughs> but um, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, they were like, that can jumpstart your metabolism again or just kind of like break it out of that cycle. And I did that. I started doing that a couple of weeks ago and then boom, lost another five pounds. So it was great. What do you have an actual diet plan you're following? Nope. Got it. Nope. I'm, uh, I'm working out and trying, or I'm either working out or doing some exercise every day. Yeah. So I either go do the elliptical at the gym or I go swimming with the kids at the YMCA or I go play pickleball with someone. Nice. We're back. <laughs> no, no, we should leave that in. That's a nice little treat for the listeners. Yeah. That, uh, watch. I, I have the skills to transition out of that, oh, right? Yeah. S speaking of big burrito getting into my science. <laughs> speaking of sexiness. Let, let's get back to the sexual ethic of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. So you were talking about whether or not, you know, even though it has 70s undertones of no means yes and some other things, whether or not there's an overall, like... Point. Message in here yep. about sexual freedom. Yes. And like loosening up culture, right? Is that what you see to be the message? I think the whole movie is about that. I mean, you could tell that or if, I mean, maybe. I, I see that with that last, like, don't dream it, be it song toward the yeah. end. When they're in the pool and they're all like making out and partying, having a good time. They're, mm -hmm. They want to go back to, I mean, the brother and sister seem to have a little thing going on from... Transylvania. Right. No, I, I would agree that all that's there. And I and, think and, that. And so I think there, there's a good point. I think that if you're looking at earth norms, um, if brother and sister means the same thing on transsexual Transylvania, it's weird that they're like, you know, maybe a little more than just brother and sister. 
Yeah. So I, I'm not really okay with that either. So there's a few things this movie that maybe. Right. Well, and I think I think that's the thing is like this movie takes it farther than I think any of us would agree is healthy or good. Sure. If it's if it's including incest. If it's including um, incest or any kind of. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think it was. Right, but they did. Yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Let's keep right. going. And so I know I know that you're like. So you're not saying. Um, I'm playing devil's advocate for the movie, not right, for right. the way they portray their message. Right. But like, if we talk specifically about their message, do you see them as saying there should be no committed relationships that everyone should always experience whatever sexual pleasure is in front of them at the moment with no moral restraints or anything like that? You're saying, do I think the movie is saying that? Yeah. Um, possibly. I don't know if I think that. I think you could view it that way. I think you could. I wouldn't say committed relationship. I would say monogamous relationship. Because I think you could have a committed relationship without 100% monogamy. Some people can. Right. There are, there are people that do. Yeah. Right. Right. No matter, you know. So, yes, I think the movie is expressing uh, an abundance of, you know, it's. It's, it's like when you talk to someone about anarchy, right? right. Remember the 90s when anarchy was real cool? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people thought it was like a thing that could actually happen. Well, yeah, but they always thought... They, just, they just had to get everyone on board with it. Right, right. <laughs> but they, yeah. <laughs> but they always thought that it just meant like you can do whatever you want. But there's always a lot more to it than that. Uh-huh. I mean, it... It goes, it goes to the, it goes to, we could get deep into this, but it goes into like defund the police, which is a thing that happens nowadays, which I think is an unfortunate term because I don't think defund the police means what some people think it means or, um, you know, like it it doesn't mean get rid of police and don't give them any money. Right. It means distribute, it means distribute the money in a way to help people that need help that police aren't necessarily trained to do, right? Okay. It means, it means if, if someone's having a mental health crisis, you call in a mental health professional, not a cop. Right, right. That's, and that, that there should be as much money spent in healing and helping as there is in, in law enforcement and imprisonment. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, so defund the police, though, from those words, those three words make it sound like, like you want anarchy in the streets, Right. Which actually, it's the opposite. Right. And there's like, again, not to get too into this, but there's like elements of that in Black Lives Matter too. Right? Sure. That there's there's a political organization with a lot of different objectives. And then there's a statement that everyone should be able to agree agree with. And so if, if there's certain people that disagree with some of the political underpinnings of it, that then disagree with the statement there are other people who go oh you disagree with this fundamental concept that should obviously be held that black lives do matter you know what i mean right and and it's that same thing with like defund the police if people are going no i don't think we should defund the police and it's going no this is what we're talking about there's any time a message is boiled down to one phrase you're gonna lose clarity and you're gonna lose right like like don't see what you're actually saying don't dream it be it (laughs) Right. That's where we're back right. to, right? Yes. Um, yep. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that the if you had to boil this down, what is the point of this movie? 
mm-hmm. or what is the overarching theme of this movie? It's sexual revolution, right? Okay. I mean, somewhat. Possibly. I, I guess he, and that's that's where I guess we needed to talk about because I feel like that is legitimately a possible point of this movie. Right. Well, here's here's the problem. Here's then this is another thing I don't like to say. What well, I don't like to say this movie is about sexual revolution. On I think it is deeper than that, but also, mm-hmm. it, and it's not because of the. I think if someone hadn't seen this movie or they had watched it once and not paid attention to it or had just heard about it, mm-hmm. someone might think that I mean that solely because of Tim Curry's character. And I don't necessarily think that Tim Curry's character being uh, so I also, oh, I guess we should talk about this real quick on the basis of this movie, we're going to call him a transvestite, right? That's right. not the accepted term now, but this is what he is. And I don't know his I don't know his pronouns anymore, right? I don't know what he is identifying as. Right. And, Back and then, that's, that's what he was. And that's where I think there's two different things going on in this movie. Right. Well, which so... Which is the transsexual, transvestite, transgender piece of it, and the sexual revolution piece of it. And I think the messages get mixed together. Right. And it can portray, oh... This is how all transsexual or how all transgender people behave in relationships or towards sexuality. So that's what I was going to say is that I don't like the fact that when I say it's about sexual revolution, someone might think it's because I'm not equating um, Tim Curry's uh, transvestiteness. I don't know how to say mm-hmm. it with what he does. Transvestitude. As, as, as sexuality or as, right. as a sex. It's not, it's not based in sex, right? That's, okay. that's like when you get into... Like, that's when you get into the don't say gay laws. Let's we we don't even right. you know that it's not about. This is going to be a fun one, isn't it, Ryan? <laughs> don't you wish you were here for this? It's it's like the like gay is not only about sex, right? Right. right. And either is being tr- transgendered or I mean all that stuff. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. So, but the songs and the themes throughout this movie speak to a lot of like sexual issues and monogamy Mm -hmm. and, and brain transplants and stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and Janet is a virgin. Right. And apparently so is what's his face. Brad. Brad? Yeah. Uh, did they say that? Uh, yeah. When, when Tim Curry's with him, like he repeats all the same words that Janet did. He said, I never have before. And he was like, I know. And that sort of thing. Like, see the, the problem with that. Specifically, is, is it, I never have before with a guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or never. Yeah. Um, but no. Yeah. Because what well, we know that Janet and Brad are like, they're squares. Right. I mean, that's how it's portrayed the whole time. Right. Especially Brad. Right. I mean, Brad's the biggest nerd in the world. <laughs> well, and you get into a real weird thing with Brad because it's real surprising in the damn it Janet song that it ends with him proposing. Cause it sure seems like he wants to break up with her. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he really loves a skillful way that she beat the other girls to the bride's bouquet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So where are we going? I, I love the compliment to a woman that you are romantically involved with in some way uh-huh. of going, I love 
that you were able to get me. <laughs> right. Like you know what you know what makes you special? <laughs> me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Brad's cool. <laughs> um so did you have what what did you want to say about uh your sexual up- upbringing? Well, we <laughs> not mine. I know. Uh, I'm just more we 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 touched on it. It was this, I think the same point that you're you're making is that I think with the age of this movie and the indelicacy of this movie, mm-hmm. with the over-the-top dramatic flair of this movie, with it just being a musical and being theatrical and being done the way it's done, yeah, and then taking this this idea of like breaking out of a traditional view of sex, but also mixing in transsexual and transgender roles, mm-hmm. the messages get really muddled and mixed up. Yeah. But does it also get to the point where maybe it speaks to each kind of person in its own way? I, it, it's, it's such a broad view that it's, I think it's such a broad view that it narrows itself down to a smaller view. It, it does. But I think the problem is that, is that it, it also, because it mixes all those things together in that broad way. Yes, it can speak to different people at different levels, but it can also reinforce stereotypes and alienate people too. Sure. Um, in, in a way that maybe like a clearer focus, like if you were actually trying to change minds, this isn't the movie to make to change minds. Sure. But that's the thing. Do, <laughs> do you think that this movie doesn't actually care about that? And people that watch it also don't be like, this is the movie that's I'm going to base my, Things like this might be one that just people don't. I think this. I think this movie doesn't care about it. Right. But I have a feeling there are a lot of people that do care about it and do identify with it or see it as like something that is significant in their lives. In that, in the, in their gender role part of some, their lives. Yes. Yes. Some. Or it, it. It doesn't really. It doesn't change their minds, but it helps. It speaks to them. Right. Yeah. And maybe not in the best way. Right. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the songs in this movie are good? Like, have, how many rock and roll musicals have you seen? Counting this one? Yeah. <laughs> what's, a, what's another one? So, like... Is Grease a rock and roll musical? I don't think so, but I guess you could probably say maybe. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, is, you know what? Okay. Is, uh, here, here's is, one. Here's one. Is Jesus Christ you Superstar? You know what? This, I haven't seen that. Okay. Weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd think. Is Joseph uh, the Amazing Technicolor a dream coat? Haven't seen it. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> uh, but you know what? This, this, at least the first 45 minutes of this movie yeah. reminded me a lot of Little Shop of Horrors. Right. That's a rock and roll musical. I like that one. I own, rock, I own Little Shop of Horrors, Grease, and Rock and Picture Show mm-hmm. soundtracks on vinyl. Okay. All three of them. And I've, one time, it was... Oh, West Seattle High School is doing Little Shop of Horrors this year. So, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm going to go see it because a couple of my kids are involved in it. So I should let you know when it is. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's also playing at the the Village Theater. Oh, cool. In Everett this next month. Okay. Maybe a kid wants to see it, see what it's like. Yeah, especially one that's going to be in it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... I, one time, I remember vividly, I was stuck in traffic. And to our listeners, it may not still be playing. 
but but check out your local theater yeah. groups. Support your local theater. Yeah. Um, at all levels. Right. High school. Well, not, maybe not middle school. Yeah. No. I went. To, I went. <laughs> saw. I saw Shrek the musical uh, uh-huh. last like six. I don't know a year ago at the high school, and it was like one of the best plays. Like it was so good. High school theater is good quality. That's yeah. the first level where it becomes really good quality. Yeah. Ours was terrible, but um, anyway, I was in traffic one time, dead stop for like two hours in like, I think it was December or January. And I listened mm-hmm. to the entire Rocket Picture Show front to back just because. Because mm-hmm. they're all good toe tapping fun songs. Till the, you know, even the songs at the end aren't that bad. Just the part of the movie drags a little bit. It's funny because I wonder how much Ryan would hate if we did one of our musical album podcasts on that. Ooh, we could. We do that next. (laughs) Except I've now heard all of the songs, right? right? right. Well, but you're supposed to have heard them all. And then talk about each one if you like them. Um, Oh, I thought we should do it without him. Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) And then he can cut in all the samples. Yeah. (laughs) So he has to listen to them again. Yeah. Hey, Um, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So... What else we got on this movie? I think that's... Oh, man. I just pulled off an epic fantasy football trade. Nice. We'll get to that. That's what you were doing during this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This is the moment when my team turned around. All right. We will... We'll get into that in a little little bit later, Ryan. Um, Do we have any other um, things to talk about in this movie? I don't think so. I think think we're ready to get to the Clemometer. All right. Let's get to the Clemometer. Insert drop here, Ryan. We should probably get to the clumometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clumometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, clumometer and homework. I, I said, said kilometer. kilometer. I said, I said clumometer. clumometer. We Rick, we both just said clamometer <laughs> instead of kilometer. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the clamometer. So what did you and Ryan think that I would rate this? Movie? I think Ryan thought you would give zero. This I think I know. I bet he would say like twelve. Yeah, and it would be for sure low. And I would. I had no idea because it really. This movie throws a curveball in. Like I know it's not the best movie. I mean, it's not amazing, but it also, I mean, it is amazing. I know it's not what you're looking for in a movie, but it does have some elements of musical. That's fun. It's not very long. It's an hour and a half. It feels, it feels longer toward the end. Um, but there's the themes of it are more than what you'd like. Here's the question for you. Would your wife like this movie? No, she would hate this movie because of the reasons we've just like because of the sexuality in the movie. Yes. Yes. She would, she would. And, and not even the, the, not the message. It's it's the over the top sexualization of the characters and the the scenes and Susan Sarandon in her bra, the whole movie. Sure. Right. And so that's, (laughs) so that part I'm like, I don't know if that is going to hinder your, view or not but like we know that we didn't actually guess what you'd think about this but i think you're gonna have to say it deserves to be a movie because even the bad movies we've watched we don't have these kind of conversations about them right (laughs) so i'm gonna say 52 (laughs) 
That's really funny. <laughs> okay. Because, so, the deserves to be a movie is 25. That's the line. Oh, it is? Oh, I always thought it was 50. 50 is the rewatchability line. Oh. Well, I, I think that if, in the right scenario, on Halloween, if someone's like, let's watch this thing, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, you might say yes. So, here's what I had written down, seriously. Okay. Okay. I said, um... This movie definitely deserves to be a movie. Uh-huh. It's fun. It's not my cup of tea. Right. Right. I don't necessarily love it, but I do like the conversation that it leads to. I knew we were going to have a good discussion about it. Right. And it is short. And I do think it is rewatchable. Okay. But it's not something I would rewatch on my own. It's not something I'd rewatch with Jetta or my kids. No, it, you know, I, right. had a, I had a weird experience watching this movie. But I would... I. I would go see this movie in a performance setting if it was in on stage or if it was in a movie theater with actors going along with it. Like I would go to that kind of experience because well, I think it would be kind of fun to see. Yeah. But I wouldn't like seek it out. It'd be something like if it was just happening and I was free, I would go to it. And so for those reasons, I gave this movie a 52. <laughs> nice. Look at me go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a... Uh... That's way, see, that's way better than Ryan thought. Yeah, yeah. And it's what's way better wrong, than... What's wrong with that guy? I know. Ugh. Um, all right, well, that's the pod. Yeah, uh, so we don't know when this will drop, but um, we recorded it in between Poltergeist, and when we record it, we haven't recorded yet Cabin in the Woods. So if that hasn't dropped yet, people, stay tuned for that, and that's why we won't be, like, talking about the next movie upcoming. Just go back to Cabin in the Woods and you'll hear what our next movie predicted will be out of that. And just remember, uh, don't dream it, be it. Mm-hmm. Support your local theater company. Yeah. And listen to the podcast. And Ryan, don't be a square. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on, Ryan. Next time it'll be better. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah.
guillotine So pour another drink 